0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. And I'm Rob Cabosco, a man with a plan. We are here to talk about Minute 2 of Louis Leterrier's... Incredible Hulk from 2008. What's going to happen here in the next couple of minutes, though, is is we're going to be packed full of content because they're going to condense an entire movie that doesn't exist into the next three minutes of the movie. This is a great
1: uh, credit sequence that, again, nostalgia... Storytelling and gets you d- just dumped right into the into the plot of the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, like none of this stuff ever existed before. They have to sort of catch us up to uh, to where it was. They shot all of this stuff just for this intro credit sequence too. Like this, this isn't like pieces of the movie that they they took and they repurposed for this. They d- intentionally decided this is the way they were going to do it.
1: And Ed Norton
0: gets to make his little love letter to Bill Bixby
1: and, uh, <laughs> and to the seventies series.
0: Yeah, so uh, there's a lot to talk about, so let's, let's get into it. All right, so the uh, as we start out, the first name we see uh, in this minute is Tim Roth. Uh, Tim Roth, most of us film nerds know as being from Reservoir Dogs. Yes. He was in Rob Roy. I, I'm trying to think uh, just off the top of my head. Pulp Fiction. Pulp, well, of course, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. he's a Quentin Tarantino guy. Sure. He showed up a couple of things. He's bounced around quite a bit. Uh, so this was, this was actually a pretty good thing for him because he hadn't done a lot of, I guess, straight across-the-plate Americana kind of movies. Like, he had done a lot of independent and, and weird stuff. Like, Pulp Fiction was never designed to be a, a huge hit, right. but it just became one. So, yeah, so he gets to, and he gets to be full-on evil in here, which he... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he embraces. Oh, yeah. He, he loves it. Uh, uh, next thing when we see, we see uh, Betty. is our first shot of like a proper shot of Betty.
1: So when I mentioned this in our minute one, mm-hmm. I said, oh, wow. We immediately know that when, as they're telling the story of Bruce Banner's transformation, that he's going to get, get overloaded with gamma rays. I said, oh, wow, there's people in the room. And oh, yeah. I had forgotten that. Oh, no, that's not just there's a few people in the room. Yeah. Everyone's in the room. Yeah. Oh no! Everyone's there. They see it happen. Yeah. They know it happened. There's no question of who the Hulk is and who he is. They are. We know they're the same person.
0: That's very true. Yeah, yeah. That's right. There's, there's never a secret about who the Hulk actually was. And you're right. The in the this was how it was in the television series. Was he did it quietly by himself on his own to try and do this? And then every something went terribly wrong. But in this one, it's not the scientist who's gonna. His funding is going to be cut, so he has to go and experiment on himself. Like. Right. Everyone is like Betty is on board. General Ross is there, he's so there. like he's yes. he's on board with this experiment. Like what we can gain by inference is that this is a fully sanctioned. Like they had thought they had all their their ducks in a row. They right. like this was going to go fine. It was going to whatever the original plan was unlock the human potential. It was, I I, I think the intention we're going to see further down in the movie is this was supposed to be the next Captain America. Oh, because this is like in, they, they could never figure out how his formula worked. Uh, so lost. this is it was lost. It was uh, lost. So the yeah, tapes the, got erased. Yeah, yeah, that kind and that of was like, it. We the blood, and that's about it. So this is reworking to try and do that, and that actually comes from the Ultimates by uh, Hitch and Millar. Oh, uh, okay. They, they had they had that that there's an arm there's a arms race, but now the arms race is about superhumans. So this is their way. This is so the funding he gets in there is give us the next Captain America, and so he's trying to himself to become you know uh, super. So still military, still, still the military. military. Okay, yeah. Got which it. which goes back to the original comic book origins of he because uh, Bruce Banner was a bomb maker in that one. Uh, he was working on the next atomic bomb, which is good, the Gamble bomb. But in this one, it's you know the, it's it's inside. That's where the power resides. All right. So yes, we we see him like the the crosshairs. Uh, going on to Edward Norton's forehead, straight rip from the uh, the thing like a, a full Bill Bixby homage. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I, one of my and one of my favorite little things in there when he does it and he sees Betty, he gives her a wink. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's like that sets it up perfectly because it show it. There's a ton of storytelling just in that because it shows it's fine. Everything's going great. Oh yeah, and like he's totally calm about what's about to happen.
1: In fact, you could say that there is more character and relationship development in that moment. <laughs> Than in all of the 2003 Ang Lee, <laughs> ha ha. To anyone listening who might be a fan of that movie, yeah,
0: <laughs> you, the, you can go back into the uh, the archives and listen to our our podcast discussing that with uh, the the rest of the guys for the next reel.
1: But it really is great, though. I mean, that's I mean, right there, yeah. just that little moment, and you've established their relationship. You've established the the nature of it, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's great.
0: Yeah, really nice. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's really uh, the whole thing is really well done. Uh, the next name we see pop up on screen is William Hurt. Uh, William Hurt gets the and. For yeah. actors in Hollywood, that's a big deal. Uh, that you have your list. It, it, you know, billing is very important. So you get your name above title is important, uh, and then the order you're listed in. Usually, it's by uh, appearance or, or 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 star power or how much money you're making. Uh, but getting that and spot is the thing. So if you go and look at any poster, whoever's at the end is usually like a featured player, and it. it's a, it's going to be a uh, someone who makes plays a significant role or or has a, a really meaty part that they have to do. I think even like Shakespeare and Love. Uh, Dame Judi Dench gets the the and, mm. even though she's only on screen for five minutes or did, whatever. Did
1: Marlon Brando get that in the original Superman? <laughs> I,
0: I I would not be surprised. That's a good <laughs> question. I might have to look that up. Um, all right, so our next name on the list uh, is Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, he will not be seen in the opening sequence. He shows up much later, uh, but he was coming off of O oh Brother Where Art Thou. Uh, that was sort of oh, where he made yeah. his his big big uh, debut, or not debut, but the word people got. To know him, right, 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 uh, and then uh, c- contemporarily, from when we were recording, he just has uh, finished the first season of Watchmen, possibly the only season right. of Watchmen at this point. Yeah, uh, uh, at playing Mirror Mask, so he's still one of those uh, great character actors that's still kicking around. So, and yeah, he gets a a fun part to do in this, too. You can tell he uh, really gets to sink his teeth into it, too, and doesn't get to be a full-on supervillain, but you can tell that's the way he's headed. Right. The next name on the list uh, is Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell, uh, who would go on to be an Emmy-winning actor for Modern Family. Uh, he uh, in this one he has a very very small part I, I got the impression that there was more to that but they editing. they chopped a lot yeah, yeah, editing, I, yeah I get the impression that there's probably out there like there's a supposedly there's a Snyder cut out there I think there's probably a three hour cut of Incredible Hulk out all there cut. somewhere with all this extra stuff and, and there are um Little bits of that we're going to talk about that have been officially released that we know about, uh, and then obviously there is stuff from the, the script of things too. But. It's
1: funny though when you watch this, like mm-hmm. if you were to watch this today for the first time and you'd say, "Oh, it's the guy from Modern Family," right? right? And you'd think, "Oh, and he looks exactly the same." Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, he's not aged, and is I
0: know it's tight. ten years later, and
1: and and you think and think, "Oh, well, that makes sense because look how big he's on Modern Family," yeah. but
0: n- no, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this was one of his first gigs. It's the first thing I remember seeing him in. Yeah, because it was even when he showed up in our family. He was like, "Where do I know that guy from?" And then I had to go back and. You go, oh right, he was uh, Doctor Leonard Sampson. Um, uh, next on the list uh, is a not as familiar name. That's Christina Cabot. Uh, Christina Cabot, she's Thunderbolt Ross's right hand. Uh, she's his aide, I guess it would be. I don't know what the official, Assistant. her official, yeah, she's a major. I don't know what her official... Uh, Military know, title. Mil- title yeah, like. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but she's like the one who's uh, with him all the way through, so she's like the, the sounding board for some of that stuff, too. We'll point her out when we spot her on screen, because we're not going to see her on screen for a little while. We cut to the flashing red danger sign. Something <laughs> has gone wrong. <laughs> yes. and But that's that's straight from right. the opening sequence of the Incredible Hulk television series, so we're still very much in homage. It's, it's interesting that even at this point, it had been 30 years since that show had been on. When we watched it, I don't know if we watched it new or if we watched it as part of syndication. That oh, I was, watched it new. Did you watch it new? Remember, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember watching it when yeah. I was a kid, but I don't remember Six-year-old if that Six-year-old
1: was... me was watching the Incredible Hulk.
0: But uh, yeah. we were but we were also watching Gilligan's Island. Yes. We were also yeah, watching this Monkeys. Is you this know, is it's, true. it's it's true. that that's hard to know cuz 60s Batman. Yeah, I mean, like, 60s yeah, yeah, Batman's yeah, yeah, right because yeah, yeah cuz yeah. yeah, you know by the time we saw that was Batman, it was 20 years old. Right. But for us it was, you know, just brand new. Right, yeah, exactly, especially in our on our crappy little 12-inch screen. Exactly. so I'm not sure that's that part I don't remember, but it was that is very much The perception of the Hulk in the public consciousness, and it's interesting that the Ang Lee Hulk and this Hulk all pay very direct homages to that version of it. When you know, for thirty years had passed, is that really what people had still thought of? I mean,
1: well, and I think though this is so this is an interesting part again. So much packed into this. Yeah, Yeah, so we're 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 a minute and thirty seconds into the movie. So you know, you get to this moment, you see the danger light, you see the the eye, the flash of the green eye, right? You know all this. That's to the point where okay, if you were a fan of the show, you're like, "Oh, this is amazing." Yeah, like you're sitting there, yeah. 90 seconds in, and you're yeah, like, "Okay, exactly. this is phenomenal." But then the the rampage that it shows, yeah. was so beyond anything they could do because they didn't have the budget, right. right? Right. That that's I remember seeing this and thinking, "Whoa,
0: whoa, yeah." Now well, this guy and we also are seeing it from Hulk's perspective right. too. Like that's it's a very much of a POV as like as he stands up and you can see everyone the reaction from everyone in the control room looking up at this at this huge thing as like the camera shifts upwards right. and that's that's where the hulk looking down uh, and then Hulk freaks out about something and smashes, essentially, and knocks some of the control stuff into the control room and knocks out Betty. Right. Uh, And so she is hurt. She's bleeding. She's on the ground. We don't know exactly what it was, but then the Hulk is then then coming toward her, over her, and that's when uh, sort of Ross appears and tries to... Get between the two of them uh, and then we also have we also have a uh, a, uh, a soldier then starts fighting that soldier is, is played by an actor named scott murphy uh he is a just a regular sort of working actor i, I really hope he gets his big break because looking at his imd page he's still uncredited in just about everything that oh, he's done really? yeah i wish the guy nothing but the best in his career but it's like i like somebody give him a role where he actually has scott a scott murphy scott murphy hire this guy i mean Way look at go. him i mean you know his, his shaved head and this stuff too he's got that jarhead yeah. look to him i mean Yes! Come on. Yeah. So then, uh, so then he's the one who actually starts firing around. So the next name that pops up on screen is uh, Lorraine Mayfield. So it's casting by Lorraine Mayfield. Uh, she had done the casting for almost all of David Fincher's movies. So she oh. did Fight Club, she did Zodiac, she did all of those and, and continues on after this. And later on she'll actually return to the, the, the Marvel Universe. Not the MCU proper but the Netflix Defender series and she casts almost the entire Defenders series. Punisher, Iron Fist and wow. like all of those things. She does almost all of those things and she so she's a lot of good work there yeah I I worked a lot of of great casting that happens in there too so yeah she's a she's definitely top tier talent Uh, next one next credit comes up is music by Craig Armstrong Craig Armstrong was a a, it still is he is a a Scotsman uh, who had done a lot of work with Madonna in the 90s then uh, transitioned to doing stuff for the movies with Baz Luhrmann so he did he did Romeo and Juliet he did uh, Rogue One I mean sorry he did Moulin Moulin Rouge Moulin Rouge we had a little bit of a Uh, Rouge Rogue yeah (laughs) yeah, uh, like, transposing my U's there. So, yeah, so he, the the one who did the music for that. Uh, still oh, around, still great. working hard, still, ma- still making music. Uh, next week, cut two, we see Betty's in a coma. I know, I know. It's yeah. serious. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, but that's what it looks like, at least. But then Bruce comes to her, sort of, I guess the Hulk has left at this point, like we see him sort of run out, uh, and then Bruce is there to sort of make amends, and then Ross finds him there, he's injured, he's got his arm in a sling, he, they have a, a confrontation, and then Betty wakes up. So either it was a miraculous thing that it came out there, or she was just sleeping. He, the...
1: he breathed on her with some gamma yeah radiation. that's right yeah it's
0: like her, just so... well it could have
1: been just i mean just obviously it was very traumatic whatever he was saying to her yeah and then and then all of that to sensing that or whatever yeah you have this uh you know very brutal scene of destruction i thought it was amazing how much blood they even used when they're still back in the laboratory and you yeah. see ross oh yeah and his hand is covered in blood yeah, and it's, yeah and, face right, and... and then they cut to betty and she's clearly oh, she, being yeah. messed yeah. up right right and so, and then when you have Ross come in, and again, just, you know, there's only
0: general Ross Candy. It's uh-huh.
1: this look of rage. Yeah.
0: Right. So, like, you get all of it. I'm like, and, okay. I, and I, you don't think of William Hurt as being that guy. Like, in, in the Ang Lee Hulk, we had uh, Sam Elliott, Elliot, and Sam Elliott is that guy. Oh, yeah. But you don't think of William Hurt as being that guy. Angry and serious, like all stuff he's done has been very accidental, tourist, very sort of soft. And most uh, of the stuff he's done, he's done now, done not to say he's done all soft, guys, but he was very much like the 80s nice guy. You add one of those mustaches, right? And I'm telling and you, the mustache <laughs> does most of the work for you, it really does. <laughs> but I mean, cause, because I mean, really, because we think of uh, Ross now because we've, we've seen Ross for the last 10 years right, or whatever, right. but like, yeah, William Hurt was not known as any type of tough guy, right. Uh, so yeah so then uh, Bruce uh, heads out the door he's like on his way to parts unknown uh, as Ross pretty chases him out and that's pretty much where our minute ends
1: so far two minutes in yeah fantastic movie yeah
0: it's already great even on its own even if this was just a movie yeah (laughs) This, yeah. told, this told a really good story, and I, right? And I think one of the reasons it's that great is because of a guy we have not mentioned yet, and that's Kyle Cooper. Kyle Cooper is the one who cut together the title sequence, and you know him because he cut together all three Spider-Man movie title sequences. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. I know, because like, on the Road to Infinity podcast, we've been going back and revisiting the Spider-Man movies, and yes. one of the things that we have singled out as being something that we love is the, the opening title sequences for Absolutely. all three. Oh, nice work. Yeah. So Kyle Cooper is the guy, and he's the one who came to them with this idea of how to do this. He ended up getting a second unit and shooting a bunch of stuff. We're going to see a little bit more of what he shot in the next couple of minutes, but this was sort of his brainchild of, like, here's a way we can tell the story without actually having to do a lot of exposition. Uh, and stopping like it's a way to keep the things moving that's minute two so anything else that uh, we think we missed no that's it okay in the meantime if you're interested in chatting with like-minded Marvel fans over on Facebook well we've got the place for you you can join our Facebook group which is called the Marvel Movie Minute and Next Real Film Podcast look for us there Uh, we'll be uh, online from time to time Uh, you can uh, join us and and have conversations and talk about things we might have missed over these course of these minutes until next time uh, thanks for spending this minute with us hope you had a smashing good time Uh, We will see you next time, true believers. Bye.